Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful mountains of California. First, an acknowledgement. I recently was interviewed on a podcast called The Other Side with Jim Harold. Jim is a longtime podcaster, very prolific, with a wide audience. I want to thank him for the opportunity to tell my story and why I started the Peaceful Life podcast. I'm a big fan and subscribe to several of his shows, including the Paranormal Podcast, Jim Harold's Campfire, and Crime Scene. You can check them all out on his website, jimherald.com. In this episode, I want to cover something that's near and dear to my heart. Basically, achieving happiness by doing things that you've always wanted to do. With your career or a hobby or a project, we all have things that we thought, wow, I'd really like that, but I could never do it. To be peaceful and happy in your life, you also have to be fulfilled. I'm going to try to avoid sounding like a motivational speaker because some of them out there tend to be shallow when covering this topic. They urge you to just follow your dreams no matter what, right now. And sometimes that's not always possible. They don't take into account that people might be in different situations and phases in their life, and they might even have less privilege than the person on the podium telling them to drop everything and pursue their desires. So I'd like to take a deeper and more practical approach. I'll start by telling you my story. First, I'm going to list my life accomplishments, not to be braggadocious, but to qualify my own change in perspective and how it helped me lead a happy and fulfilled life. In fact, I rarely do this. I'm an introvert and talking about all of this makes me feel uncomfortable. So here it goes. I got my degree from a top 10 university in music composition. I had also studied classical voice, that's opera, since I was a child. I've been a jazz singer. I've produced a music video and written pop songs. I'm a 30-year programmer and a database architect. I've managed tech teams from 3 to 50. I'm a published author in both fiction and nonfiction. I have written articles for major international media. I was a professional photographer for 15 years, also published. I am a serial entrepreneur and currently run three businesses. I've been interviewed on CNN, NPR, BBC, and even Fox News. I volunteer for causes that are important to me and participate in community organizations. I was a foster for both dog and cat rescues and for one human child. I sit on two boards, and most importantly, I've raised my daughter alone since she was three. Oh yeah, and now I'm a podcaster. I should be really tired by now. (laughs) But I wasn't always like this. 
The first business that I started, a computer consulting business at the age of 23, failed. Well, I don't like that word, failed. And that's the first lesson in this podcast. Wipe that word from your vocabulary. My first business didn't work out. I didn't have enough knowledge about running a business. I opened an office and hired employees, assuming that every one of my clients would pay on time. Well, they didn't, and my business quickly collapsed. I was dejected and heartbroken and embarrassed. I paid the employees that was owed from my own pocket and went back to working for a company. I thought that was it. I wasn't cut out to be an entrepreneur. Maybe it just wasn't me. And that's lesson number two. Sometimes an exciting idea comes into our heads. Maybe it's something you'd like to invent or a business you'd like to start or something you'd like to learn. And it's so common to think, well, that's not me. That's other people, better people, smarter people. And back in my youth, it was even only men can do that. But like I explained in the episode titled What People Think of You, only you can define who you are and what you can do. You can change you anytime you want. And you can be that person. So when did all this change in my life? Well, I took one risk in 1998. I quit the corporate life and I went to work for one of those newfangled dot-coms. The CEO was a young whippersnapper of 26 years old. I was almost 10 years older than him at the time. Well, probably still am. (laughs) I was the first hire and while I was working on the programming, my boss, Nick, was raising money. I remember sitting in his office one day, and he said he was going to call up the CEO of Intel, get a meeting, and ask for money. I laughed so hard. You can't do that. We're not even in beta. And why would he take a meeting with you? Why not, Nick said. The worst he can say is no. Well, long story short, he called He got a meeting, and Intel ended up investing over $10 million in our little company. And although the company eventually went out of business, it didn't work out. The experience of working there and with Nick changed my whole outlook. From then on, if my inner voice told me, you can't do that, I'd use Nick's words why not? And I'd try to imagine the worst thing that could happen. I wanted to learn photography. Why not? What's the worst thing that could happen? I'm not good at it, so what? What if it just makes me happy? But that little voice said in my head, it's so expensive, all that equipment. Well, I'll borrow a camera, and if I like it, I'll save up for a used one. And that's how my photography career started. But what if it doesn't work out? Well, then you've had a learning experience. 
what I do with something that hasn't worked out is I do what I call an autopsy. I figure out why it didn't work out and remember that information for my next venture. Simple as that. And then I just let it go. It might not be apparent, but for as much as I've accomplished, there are probably two to three times as many projects, ideas, and companies that I've started that have not worked out. When I was a photographer, I tried to open a studio in Burbank, thinking that it would generate more business if I actually had a place of business. Well, it didn't. I didn't even get enough extra work to cover the rent, insurance, and utilities, but I had enough money from another job to cover it. So when my lease ended after a year, I closed the studio. So what? When something doesn't work out, I don't let it traumatize me anymore. I blow it away like a dandelion wish and I move on. And this is so important Nobody cares. You should never be embarrassed about trying anything that doesn't work out. At least you tried. As a programmer, I've been taught to always consider the worst case scenario. What is the worst thing that can happen? Think about that and if you can deal with it in your life. In the case with Intel, the worst that could happen is that they could say no. You have to decide whether the risk is something you and your life can handle. So that brings me back to privilege. I will never tell another person, just do it and do it now. Follow your dream. Because I understand that there are finances, career, and personal circumstances in life that are real and have to be considered before you take the plunge and do something big like start your own business. I never did it without financial security, tons of research, business intelligence, hard work, as well as mentorship. And let me say that other than spending my precious time, I never took a big financial risk. I never took on a risk where the worst thing that could happen was losing my home or child or not being able to provide. You have to determine your own risk threshold. For example, when I had my first article published by a major magazine, it only cost me my time to write it and emails to pitch it. The worst they could say was no. But the very first magazine I pitched it to said yes. In fact, it had started out as 5,000 words and they wanted me to expand it to 7,500 and they paid by the word. That was a huge accomplishment for me, great for my credibility and resume, and there was really no risk whatsoever. And sometimes you might just have to wait to fulfill your dream. Sow the seeds of an idea now and work toward it. The other day I was looking through my vacation photos and found a set from when I visited Yosemite about 14 years ago. In it was a photograph of a for rent sign in front of a little cabin in the woods. 
I remember stopping and looking at the sign and the cabin, knowing I couldn't possibly just pick up my life and move to the mountains. I really could not do it then. I had shared custody of my child, she was entrenched in her school system, and I had a job that I just couldn't leave. But I took that photo, maybe to plant the seed that maybe moving to the woods in the mountains would be something I think I really would love and to remember it. Fast forward to 2011 when my daughter went away to college and I had a successful career working from home. That little seed had grown, and I said to myself, why not? What's the worst that could happen? I don't like it, and I moved back. So what? And who cares? So I upped and moved my life to the Yosemite area. My LA friends thought I was crazy. My mother thought I'd be murdered. And I'm happy to report that I love it, and I'm still here. Since that day that Intel committed their $10 million to our little company, sorry, Intel, we really tried. All that changed in me was the way I thought about doing what I wanted. I stopped telling myself that I wasn't that person or that I couldn't do it. I tried. My life revved up. I am incredibly fulfilled. I've left a legacy and I'm not done yet. There are so many external hurdles in life that you have to jump over. You don't need to create any internal ones on top of it. Start from a place of I can do it, not if, but when, and then see what happens. So your homework for this episode is to determine one thing that you've thought about that you've always wanted to do. Just identify it. That's all I'm asking. Then tell yourself you are that person. Plant that seed. It can be anything from learning how to quilt, to speaking another language, to starting a business. Whatever it is, I know you can do it because you are a spectacular human being. So let's recap. One, get rid of your inner voices that tell you you can't do something. Why not? And what is the worst thing that can happen? Two, if you don't have the resources or intelligence on the industry, find them. It's easier than ever with the internet. Listen, I had to go to the library back in the day. And find a mentor if you have to. Three, take your time. You don't have to do it now, but you can start preparing. If it's starting a business, then keep your day job until you are comfortable enough to risk the loss of income or do it on the side until it takes off. Four, if your idea, project, company, product doesn't work out, then so what? Don't let that stop you from trying again. Be creative, start from scratch, learn from it, and move on. Five, and finally, when you have succeeded and accomplished something, give yourself the kudos for doing so. My mother always said that to complete a task successfully, you must create, plan, execute, and validate. 
I don't often stop to think about all that I've done. And like I said, I don't really talk about it with others. There are people who have known me for five, 10 years that don't know that I've written a string quartet or photographed a major recording artist. But it is important to validate yourself and your own accomplishments. And as an addendum, because someone asked this in one of our podcasting groups, they asked, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? And thinking back, I wanted to be a writer, a singer, a photographer, a person who worked in an office because I'd visit my dad in his office and had so much fun. And I'd also sit at the cassette recorder and make shows kind of like what I'm doing now. So if you're not quite sure of what your inner heart desires, go back and ask your kid self. Maybe at this point in your life, you can't be an astronaut, but guess what? There are space camps for adults. And how cool would that be? Seriously, spacecamp.com. Oh my God, now I want to go do that. I'll leave you with a quote that you might have seen online by Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. This is Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. If you have feedback about this or any other show, email me at laura at thepeaceful.life. You can also connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash peacefulpodcast. Thank you for listening.